This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 8, Episode 7, A Gilded Cage. And let's start it off with some announcements. A few episodes ago, we dedicated the episode to a dear friend and longtime listener, Dana Shoup, the architect behind the character that eventually became an NPC in Series 5 of this podcast. We wanted to do something just a little bit more, so we contacted our very talented artist, Lillian Dermeyer, to commission artwork of the character of D'Artagnan, and yesterday we posted that art on our Facebook, so go check that out. Fans of our Shadowrun series should enjoy uh, the stout, cool, street Sammy uh, known as D'Artagnan uh, has now been immortalized in our character artwork as our final farewell to Dana. Uh, so go check that out. Lily knocked it out of the park. We really appreciate her help on this. Our second announcement is building on an announcement we made last week, which is that we have over 200 uh, likes and followers on Facebook. Uh, to celebrate this, we're doing a giveaway. We have uh, procured some awesome dice vaults from Wormwood Gaming and uh, we are going to give them away to two lucky Facebook followers. Uh, so go on Facebook if you haven't already, like our page if you haven't already, and then enter the giveaway by commenting on this episode. You can enter the giveaway anytime in the next two weeks. We're going to be selecting the winners on July 30th, which is two Mondays from now, and uh, then announcing them on Tuesday when we release episode nine. Uh, so uh, go get free stuff from us. We want to send it to you. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Wormwood Gaming, they're great. They make beautiful gaming accessories. Uh, we have a couple dice vaults ourselves. Uh, they're these great magnetic trays uh, with a nice foam strip for you to like put your favorite set of dice in and carry them and look really cool at your friend's table. So uh, check out Wormwood Gaming, go to our Facebook, comment on this episode to enter, and uh, you might just be one of the lucky two for 200. And that's all the announcements we have for this week. So let's move on into Words with a GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with a GM Hello. is about Series 8, Episode 6, A Growing Movement. As our campaign enters the planet of Tarvo, a planet that's not actually part of the Star Wars canon, simply something I made up, uh, we are going to be dealing with some sensitive subject matter, uh, which is going to be the topic of this Words with the GM. As has been made apparent, Tarvo is a planet built on slavery, uh, and slavery obviously can be a touchy subject, as it is horrible. When we actually started this campaign, as we, the players were workshopping the idea of what their characters would be doing and came up with the Hydean Underground, we did take some time to sit down and go, okay, so that means we're going to be dealing with slavery. How does everyone feel about that? Uh, and that's really the, the GM tip for the day because many sci-fi and fantasy and really just fictional settings touch on topics such as slavery. You have like racism, sexism, slavery, all sorts of things. And all of these subjects have the potential to make your players uncomfortable. So 
when you realize that your table is going to move be moving into a potentially sensitive subject, uh, it's really your responsibility as the leader of the table to open up a dialogue with your players, either as a group or individually, uh, before you go too deep, um, basically to make sure that everybody is okay jumping into the topic. It, it can be a little uh, sketchy, but if you're not brave enough to talk about it with them outside of the table, then you probably shouldn't be covering it at the table. Topics like this of uh, truly horrible things that that evil people do are obviously very difficult to to incorporate into your stories. Uh, but if handled with care, uh, you can create some really compelling story arcs. That's why so many stories touch on these things. And it's really, uh, it really comes down to being mindful about how you present these things. And when I say handled with care, I mean, you know, don't, don't incorporate these kind of themes just for the shock value. Don't diminish them into humor. Uh, the reason to incorporate things like this is for the narrative. They should carry with them a narrative weight. And the one other thing that I did want to mention is that we've been touching on big topics like racism and slavery. Um, but there are other topics out there than ca that can make your players uncomfortable. And I would just suggest that, you know, when you start a campaign um, and intermittently in between, uh, check in with your players, you know, let them know that they can come to you and be like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this because there's some subject matter that may not be those like evil people do them things that still really do uh, affect people perhaps animal death or suicide or abuse um, that could be covered in those in that that long, long list of, hey, watch out, make sure this is important to your campaign's narrative. So that's pretty much all that we're going to say about the topic. If you've got any questions, uh, feel free to hit us up on social media or uh, through any of the ways that you can contact us um, or our website, which is, of course, EssentialNPCs.com. And we'll be happy to uh, talk about this more. But on a less serious note, Tommy, what was your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part revolves around uh, the obligation system, uh, which we've talked about in previous words with the GM. It doesn't make it into the episode, but you know, at the beginning of each session, we roll for obligation. And uh, in this episode, Oko's obligation has actually been triggered, which is, for those of you that, that don't recall, Oko's obligation is his obsession with organics and organic life. And so uh, I kind of, uh, on a whim talked about how the lights in that hotel lobby looked like, you know, cells merging together and splitting and Nick latched onto that immediately. And then on top of that, you guys are on a planet teeming with diversity and a ton of people from all over the galaxy visiting. Uh, so all sorts of alien races. And again, Nick, uh, at every opportunity was, uh, basically having Oko nerd out about the different aliens around and, <laughs> and he really delivered on that. It was really fun. And it all kind of culminated in this moment where Oko asks Tan, uh, what do you know about your microbiology? And she's just like, not enough to have this conversation right now. Let's get back to work. Uh, it was kind of heartbreaking to see her not engage with Oko, but also hilarious to see Oko so horribly distracted during a very important mission. Uh, so that was my favorite part. What about you? What was your favorite part? 
I love that when Jack Smar rolled a despair in a social situation, uh, his result was that Pep Dantor was there and hanging out. <laughs> um, I thought that was really funny, and uh, especially because it wouldn't have uh, happened if uh, El Kiri had rolled the despair. Um, so having him around uh, was an interesting and somewhat game-changing aspect and i i really enjoyed uh that that level of animosity was really there between jack samar and pep um i just got a huge kick out of that yeah pep wasn't originally written in to be uh on tarvo during this mission or anything like that but i think someone at one point mentioned like oh man what if pep is vacationing here and that idea kind of stuck with me and i thought it was really cool and then jack samar rolled that despair and i was like maybe like someone recognizes him i'm like you know who'd recognize him pep fucking dantor <laughs> so that was a ton of fun for me too. He's always he's always really fun to to role play. I love his banter with Elkiri. But uh, you guys are still on Tarvo. You have quite a bit of preparation you need to do before you can liberate this entire planet. Uh, so without further ado, let's move on in and listen to series eight, episode seven, a gilded cage. Enjoy. I am Jaxamar Sorrell, human Jedi Sentinel. My Padawan training was patrolling the slums of Coruscant, rooting out the vicious gangs and bringing them to justice. With the guidance of Master Lewitt Rensmer, I learned to rely on my cunning to solve problems, passing my trials diffusing a hostage crisis the day the Clone Wars began. At the height of the war, I was called to the front lines alongside my oldest friend Dudo and his Padawan Elkiri. The idea of the Jedi as generals never sat well with me, and my greater fears were realized when the clones turned on us, and Dudo sacrificed himself so we could survive. His final wish was for me to take up the task of training Elkiri. With the destruction of the Order, it falls to me to ensure the Jedi live on through her. Though my training left me a capable warrior, I've had to quickly adjust in a galaxy where a lightsaber is a beacon for the Empire's most dangerous assassins. Thankfully. We found allies in the former Republic pilot Tan Mobuk and her droid Oko. She saved us after the Empire rose to power, and her ship, the Exipiter, has been home for the last three years. The galaxy may be shrouded in darkness, but I believe the Force will guide us to a better future. The name's Mobuk, Lieutenant Tan Mobuk of the Galactic Republic Navy. Well, that's who I used to be anyway. Before all this happened, I was a slave, nearly died trying to fight my way out. And when the opportunity to join the Navy presented itself, you bet your ass I jumped like hell. Spent most of the Clone Wars chasing pirates. Found my bird, the Exhibitor, there, in fact. The up-and-ups let me keep her despite her, uh, modifications. And Oko, too. Others might just see a droid, but I know there's more under their shiny metal shell. Now, now we're just trying to survive. With Sorel and Elkiri on board, the Exhibitor will always have a target on her back. It'd have been a hell of a lot safer for us to run and hide. But safe never really was my MO. We've done some good helping out with the Hydean Underground. One day, though, I'm going to give the Empire a kick straight in the teeth for what they've done. To me, to Sorel, to Alkiri and Oko, and all the others they've crushed under their heel. They've won their war, but I've just started mine. Personal identification number 0K0, at your service. Master Tan refers to me as Oko. You may as well, there isn't much time. Please lean back, this will take your mind off the pain. 
I am told my past has been eventful for a droid. I was captured by roving pirates shortly after the start of the Clone Wars. They modified and reprogrammed me to accompany them on raids. My surgical laser was greatly enhanced for combat utility, and I was trained in the manufacture of stimulants and toxins. Please drink this. I witnessed many gruesome sights, but also interacted with all manner of organic life, occasionally even in a non-lethal capacity. Your species is particularly fascinating. So much blood. Upon my recovery, Master Tan allowed me to retain my memory. My years with the brigands, while regrettable, had instilled in me an appreciation for freedom and autonomy, ideals shared by Master Tan. My unusual modifications, coupled with her impressive piloting abilities, served us well as a Republic emergency extraction team until the clones turned on us and our three Jedi companions. As runners in the Hydean underground, we do what we can to hide good people from the Empire, but nowhere is safe now. Good news, there is a 38% chance that your injuries are non-fatal. Best of luck. I am Elkiri Kanti, Padawan learner. The Force has always been with me, even in the most trying of times, and I am continually surprised by the way the Force guides us all. That it saw fit to match me with Master Jaxamar Sorrel, Sentinel, and perhaps the last Jedi Knight. Just like my late master, Duto Noem, Jaxamar and I are an unlikely pair. I've always been more inclined to talk than to fight, and he has always been the other way around. After we escaped, we turned to Rushala, an old friend of mine from early in the Clone Wars. She helped us hide from the Empire when we were in need, and now, along with her, we formed the Hydean Underground to help save those who are under the thumb of, or worse, enslaved by the Empire. There's no war that can be waged against the Empire. The best we can do is to save those we can and avoid any engagement with the Empire's forces. I must admit, I can sense the apprehension grow in me as we approach every new rescue for the Hydean Underground. But with Master Sorel, Tan, and Oko working beside me, and the Force with us, the Empire will never know we're coming. The last time we left the crew of the Exhibitor, they had arrived on the luxury resort planet of Tarvo to extract a member of the now dismantled Hydean underground named Shamash Bell. He was thought to be compromised by the capture of the storm cloud. And when they met him, it appeared that he was almost to the end of his mission here. The abolitionist political movement on Tarvo has been growing and is nearly ready to take hold of the of the government. The only thing standing in its way is the magistrate Jaco, who is trying his best to maintain power by opening up slave trade with the other planets of the galaxy, uh, something that has never been done on the planet of Tarvo before. In order to maintain power, Jaco has been bribing two of the five Justicars so that there's not a unanimous agreement to remove him from office. The two Justicars in question are Justicar Okia and Justicar Viral. The party decided to split their efforts with Shamash taking Elkiri and Tan to an art gallery to meet with Justicar Okia, while Jax and Oko make their way to... Magistrate Jaco's 
breeding facility for Tosh slaves in order to get a look at his finances and see if there's a way to use his dwindling finances against him. Jaxamar and Oko, you've just come around the corner and you see what uh, what is the most aesthetically pleasing factory you've ever seen. It almost looks like uh, like a luxury apartment complex, um, though uh, you do notice that the the windows are are fortified and um, and there are some uh, uh, there are some like scientific looking uh, wings on the upper levels. As we approach. Uh, I would like to hop on my comlink and give Pep a call. Presumably he has not made it off planet in the last two and a half hours. So uh, the comlink rings a bit, and then the voice of Pep Dantor rings out, Yes? Pep, it's Rin. I need a favor. Look, if you guys are going to be asking favors from me, I'd like to speak with El Kiri. She's the one I have business with. Oh, no, this isn't business. This is a favor between friends. I assumed that we were friends, given the level of intimate knowledge we've shared with each other. I don't follow your meaning. Well, you know. You know about me and Elkiri's prior profession, and we know about your status as a major supplier to a drug cartel across the galaxy. What? What are you getting at here? I'm saying friends share things, like favors, Pep. You can go ahead and roll a coercion check. Uh, it will be opposed. Uh, this will be a hard check. Uh, with two challenge dice. You can have two boosts uh, due to the fact that you do, in fact, have intricate knowledge stored in Oko's memory banks of Pep Dantor's illegal drug trade. I'm going to spend a destiny point to upgrade this check. Okay. Two failures. I have to say, Jack's old friend, I do appreciate the guts you must have to call with such an accusation as this. I appreciate the attempt, but honestly, I have precautions upon precautions to cover my, uh, to distance myself from whatever operations you may be alleging. Now, it takes me just a simple move of a finger to let your secret out to the world. This is not a game you want to play with me, Jaxamar. It's a game nobody wins if we start, Pep. Out of respect for the play itself, I'll hear your offer. Rin Grasson's ID needs to scan as Imperial Revenue Service. Absolutely. I'll just add it to Elkiri's tab. I'll keep that in mind, Pep. <laughs> uh, Elkiri, uh, you're going... Yes? <laughs> you're going to gain uh, three more obligation. Okay. And he goes, uh, next time, Jax, just ask nicely. I'm a fair businessman. <laughs> Give me just a few minutes and I'll have you set up. Thank you, Pep. All right. So yeah, you wait a few minutes, and then and then what do you do? We head into the facility. Okay, it's got a large rotating door leading into a luxurious, pristine-looking lobby, almost like a hotel lobby, but a little more sterile and a little less decorative, a minimalist decor, you might say. <laughs> uh, and a Tosh is standing behind a welcome desk across the room from you uh, with two banks of elevators on either side of her. And uh, this is, I think, the first female Tosh you've seen up close. Uh, she has the same kind of build as all the rest of the Toshes, a little bit above average human height, broader, much more uh, muscular than, than the average human, silver scales, uh, 
too pronounced canines, but uh, the females have some natural ridges that make a, a curving pattern above uh, her ear holes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she she looks up uh, to you and goes, um, welcome. How can I help you? Uh, my name is Rin Grasson. I'm an associate of Shamash Bell. I was hoping I could speak to Karenna Val. Miss Val only takes top priority pre-registered appointments, and she is booked clean. I can introduce you to her secretary, Cop. He runs more of the day-to-day. Are you looking to open up an account with us? I'm really here on business on behalf of Mr. Bell. Um, I'll speak to Cop. Of course, sir. She presses a button on the desk and goes, can I offer you anything to drink while you wait? No, thank you. And uh, it doesn't take too long before a door uh, off to the side of the lobby slides open and a well-dressed Tosh male comes walking up and he goes, hello, welcome. I am Cop. You're an associate of Mr. Bell's? Yes. Uh, Rin Grasson. Pleasure to meet you. Um, please step into my office. And uh, he leads you back into his office. It's got a couple of uh, chairs across from a desk. It's pretty small office. It does have a window view of, uh, of the street outside. And uh, he, uh, he sits down across from you and goes, are you interested in touring the facility? Uh, I, I know Mr. Bell is quite eager for Magistrate Jaco's newest edict to open up our trade to the outside worlds. Where does the breeding take place? <laughs> in, uh, in the upper levels, uh, the subjects are artificially uh, inseminated and grown uh, separate from any organic hosts. Mr. Bell has certainly seen enough of the facility. Uh, I'm doing a bit of a favor for a friend. I work with the Imperial Revenue Service. I'm here on vacation. Shamash asked me to perform a routine audit of a business he's interested in investing in. You can see why I asked for Karenna. Ah, Yes. Unfortunately, Corena is currently uh, unavailable to walk-in appointments. I assume due to the fact that the edict takes effect in just a few days' time, this is rather time-sensitive and cannot wait? It is. Well, your wish is my command, sir. Do you have any paperwork I could run through our system to allow you access? I hand him my ID. Just a moment, sir. And he uh, slots it into, uh, into his desk and looks at a terminal and... Uh, He sits there for a second, looking at the terminal, looks over to you, kind of a little, like, inquisitively, looks back at the terminal and goes, quite the resume, and slips it out. (laughs) And uh, How do you think I can afford to stay here? (laughs) He hands it back to you, um, and I will have you go ahead and roll a deception check. One of your dice is automatically upgraded, and you have two boosts. Uh, It will be an average check. That's a net one threat. And no successes. Okay, so you fail with one threat? Yes. Uh, so you say, uh, how, do you, how else do you think I can afford to stay here? He, he hands you back your ID card, pauses for a moment, and goes, of course, I will need to monitor whatever data you are accessing to make sure you don't stray away from your stated purpose. Of course. It's a proprietary business. I would expect nothing less. My terminal has access to the primary financial records. Will that suffice? Of course. Oko, if you would. Certainly. He slides his chair over to make room for Oko to kind of hover next to him and begin accessing the terminal. Uh, And he is 
looking over your shoulder, Oko. Um, the preliminary financials are not going to give you the information you need. It's going to be like, you know, basically just the general, like, this is how much this company is worth. This is like the revenue it does in like a, in like a cycle, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and you're looking for more like, or possibly altered records, uh, because supposedly Jayco has been siphoning money off of this company. I will strike up a conversation with cop as Oko gets to work attempting to distract him. Okay. So Oko, you have access uh, to everything you need. He's, he's opened up access, but he is monitoring everything you're looking at. So this isn't quite a computer's check because that's not the difficult part. You could either roll deception, stealth, or skullduggery. Oko will attempt a skullduggery check. Okay. It is a teamwork test because uh, you have Jaxamar assisting you. Uh, so my cunning is three, and I have one point in skullduggery. All right. So you get to use Jaxamar's cunning instead of your own. This will be an average check, uh, but I will flip a destiny point to upgrade that check. One success, one threat, and one despair. So you, uh, uh, you're moving around the files looking at the preliminaries. You, you sneakily like kind of identify the, the logs that you're going to need to open when you have the opportunity and you wait for a second as Jaxamar, uh, makes, uh, cop laugh, a pleasant and polite laugh, uh, where he just slightly closes his eyes and like, and like nods. And in that moment you very quickly like, like grab those files and insert them into your memory core. Uh, and then uh, leaving leaving what you think is no trace of uh, of any tampering, and uh, you don't have time uh, at this moment to like pop those open and look through them uh, without looking kind of suspicious. Uh, but as far as you know, everything went just fine, Master Rin. Everything seems to be in order. Excellent, Cop. Thank you very much for your help. We will be on our way. I'll be sure to get in touch with your office should anything else come up. And. Uh, Kappa stands up and gives you a bow and goes, Let Mr. Bell know that the magistrate and Corenaval look forward to his business. I will. Then we leave. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Elkiri and Tan, you guys have entered the art museum with Shamash, and he's leading you down a large open spiral staircase uh, that kind of uh, makes like a corkscrew in the center of a very large uh, cylindrical chamber with art all along the walls. Uh, and you make it down to the bottom and, and walk through a door. Due to what Elkiri said before, um, I would like to keep my eye on Shamash, but not overtly. Um, so since I'm posing as, you know, like a servant, I want to use my like my time kind of in the background to just keep my eye on what he's doing. Sure. Can do. And you walk in the um, the main wing of the museum has gorgeous works of art, uh, beautiful sculptures, both contemporary and uh, historical, and it's lightly populated with uh, a few tar you see, and almost no tosh are visible except for like briefly you see like a security guard tosh like move from one room to the next, but mostly there's just these beautiful uh, silver-skinned uh, humanoids that are just slightly below average height for uh, for a human, 
elegantly dressed, walking around with cocktails in their hands, talking and drinking. Uh, there's plenty of other races here as well, visitors, guests who are looking at the art. Um, and Shamash leads you around, looking around, trying to see if he can see Justicar Okia. Uh, do you have anything you want to do before you guys spot her? Because it's only a matter of time. I don't think so. I I think we're just walking around, looking at the art like normal people, not like beelining it for like, oh, not here, next room, that kind of thing. Yeah, Shamash plays that uh, plays that act with you as well. You guys take your time perusing the art, uh, taking some time in front of some pieces to like, you know, soak them in for a bit before moving on. Um, and then eventually Shamash uh, touches uh, your shoulder to get your attention and uh, says, Jessica Okia is just in the other room. Are you ready for an introduction? Uh, I sort of brush my uh, clothes, even though they aren't rumpled, and then I will be like, yes, of course. Could I roll a perception check to see if anyone's been shadowing us? Absolutely. We'll call it a hard check. There's there's enough people in here that it might be kind of hard to notice. And I will flip a destiny point to upgrade the difficulty of that check. One threat. Okay. Yeah, you feel very out of place here uh, in this very, very fancy uh, museum with high society folk wandering around, talking and laughing and in delicate, charming laughs. Um, and uh, it's starting to get to you a little bit. You're, you're getting a little uh, antsy, and we'll just go ahead and call that one strain towards you as, uh, as you're, you're seeing enemies everywhere. <laughs> um, do I know uh, Justicara Okia's first name or last name? The Tar actually only have a single name. Oh. The closest thing to a first name they have is their title. To be a tar without a title is laughable and uh, quite shameful. So uh, Shamash leads you up towards uh, Justicar Okia, and uh, he casually walks up to her, and, and uh, uh, a big smile, a big friendly smile on his face, and he goes, "Justicar Okia, I I should have known I would have found you uh, here." She turns back towards Shamash uh, and says, Shamash, darling. Uh, and they give each other kind of like a, almost a hug. They kind of lean in and, and almost make contact with their hands on each other's shoulders. And then uh, they don't make contact with their faces or lips, but they do uh, seem to like make the motions of kissing each other on the cheek. Uh, and then they step back from each other. And she goes, I hope you're not here to talk my ear off about getting in good with... Uh, with the magistrate again, uh, I've told you I've done all I can. He is quite fond of you. And he goes, no, 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 uh, just here for the same reasons you are, looking at the art. Uh, though, uh, how rude of me, let me introduce you to my good friend, Ayla Fess, an expansionist from Pantora. Charmed. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Ayla. Am I right in assuming that you've, you've come to attend the fundraiser, as so many others? Of course. A grander celebration hasn't been had in quite a while. I wouldn't have missed it for anything in the galaxy. Uh, Shamash, my dear, I do believe you've been spreading information a little more than the magistrate might like. He did want to pick his buyers by, by choice, but I've heard of the expansionists of Pantora. It's quite a shame what's happened to your poor little moon. The, the Empire leaving you out to dry? If it weren't for our, uh, our already established commerce, we would be struggling quite a bit without the Empire's support. I can't imagine how difficult it is where you come from. 
We do quite well, actually. Um, our, our movement is certainly gaining ground on Pantora. In fact, the Empire has finally released the restrictions on Orto-Plutonia. And uh, without their involvement, we have access to many resources that we were once denied. All right, go ahead and roll a deception. It will be a hard opposed deception check uh, with one challenge die. Uh, I'm going to use my influence power on this check. Okay. Not to uh, Jedi mind trick her or anything, right? But just to uh, just to use the force to kind of... Punch it up a little? Yeah, just to kind of enhance your, your uh, natural charm just a bit. Yeah, so it is a combined force check then. Two successes and four advantages. Whew. Did you have anything you wanted to spend those advantages on? She likes me. <laughs> <laughs> she she smiles at that and goes, that's lovely to hear. I do love a rags to riches story. She uh, she turns to Shamash and goes, Shamash, your friend is quite charming. You should have brought her to Tarvo ages ago. And uh, for the first time, her, her gaze moves over to Tan. Uh, as if to understand, she's not going to be introduced to this one. Uh, and she goes, be a, be a dear. And she holds out her empty champagne glass and says, fetch Ayla and I, an, another round of drinks, will you? Of course, madam. <laughs> <laughs> My teeth are only slightly gritted. <laughs> yeah, you get the champagne glass and then go walking off somewhere? Uh, yeah, I assume we saw a, a Tosh with yeah, they're, they're, a plate of champagne. One of the Tosh you did see was one that was like uh, serving champagne out to guests. Um, so you can go there easily enough. Uh, meanwhile, um, she goes, is this your first, so this is your first time on Tarva then to you, Elkiri? Oh no, not at all. Just the first time I'm here for business. Haven't had to, uh, disrupt my vacation before. Oh, well, how familiar are you with the, uh, with the museum here? I'd love to get, show you around, show you some of the prize pieces and get to know you a little more. That sounds delightful. Uh, she hooks your your arm in hers. I do the little put my hand on top of her arm. And uh, uh, she turns to Shamash and goes, thank you for the introduction. You can go now, mi- uh, Mr. Bell. <laughs> and he just kind of, he grins and goes, enjoy my friend's company. Um, Ayla, I look forward to seeing you later. Uh, I sort of wave my hand as if he's not important uh, as we walk away. Okia giggles at that. And uh, and goes walking off with you, and uh, uh, Shamash goes walking off, and Tan, because you are out getting the drinks, uh, you do see Shamash beginning to leave, and the and the route he takes, he has to pass by where you are. Okay, uh, I'd like to approach the the Tosh with champagne. Champagne. Uh, he offers you champagne. <laughs> yes, uh, my mistress and Justicar Okea would like some champagne right away. Um, also, they informed me that they are not to be disturbed. So if you could inform security to uh, prevent anyone from interrupting them, um, that would be most efficient. He, he nods and uh, says, uh, which way do I deliver the champagne? I'll point off in the direction I came from. Okay. He nods and goes... I will inform security immediately. Would you like a glass? No, thank you. As you wish. And he gives you a bow and walks off. Uh, And I would like to stealthily follow um, Shamash, making sure that he doesn't see me. Okay. 
So I'm going to need you to roll an opposed stealth check. Uh, this one will be daunting with a challenge die. And I will go ahead and flip a destiny point to make it two challenge dice. No successes, six advantage. Okay. Uh, do you have anything you want to spend those advantages on? or? Uh, I would like to pass them forward as boosts because I'm pretty sure we're about to hit some social engagement and um, <laughs> I'd like to be able to deceive him when we do. Okay. So you pass three boosts forward to yourself uh, for your next check. Um, as you are um, sneaking, uh, sneaking up on Shamash, he does kind of go down to like a... a a lower walkway uh, along the edge of the plateau of the city. Um, and you come around the corner as he is on his comlink, and he goes, um, yes, they're on the case right now. Uh, and then he uh, looks up and goes, I'll speak to you later about this and hangs up the comlink and see and looks to you and goes, uh, he, he grins and goes, Miss Mobok, have you been following me? Yes, uh, Shamash, I, it's urgent. I need to speak with you right away. Uh, and I want to try and like pull him aside. This catwalk is relatively uh, secluded. There's not many people on it right now. Um, so you can like kind of like approach him and get next to him. And, uh, and he raises his eyebrows and he goes, what is it? I left Elkiri, uh in there, but I, I'm pretty sure I made someone who was was tailing us. I think, you know, Elkiri can take care of herself. We need to get you out of here right now. I think they're after you. Go ahead and roll Deception with your three boosts. You also are going to get a fourth boost, uh, and this will be a hard opposed check uh, with two challenge dice. Two successes and four advantages. He, he looks over your shoulder as if to see if you were being followed, uh, and he goes, All right, well, describe who you saw, and let's, let's get somewhere safe. Are you sure Alkiri isn't compromised? She might be, but you're our priority. I suppose she is with the Justicar, so I'll follow your lead on this. Any gestures for you to lead the way? Uh, yes, I will lead him back towards our hotel, uh, and I will make up a description of someone that I saw in the gallery. Um, okay. I will just describe that person. So he, like, he helps direct you a little bit. He's like, you know, he knows the city a little bit better than you do. So he's like, we should go this way. It will be, it will be quieter. Uh, and then you continue zigging and zagging. Are comlinks obvious to turn one on? Uh, not necessarily. You could... I mean, how many advantages did you roll on your deception? Four. You can use those four advantages to have stealthily, like, turned on your comlink if you want. Okay, I'm going to turn on my comlink to Oko. Okay. Uh, Oko, as you are leaving the breeding facility, uh, your internal communication system uh, uh, lights up uh, and you connect to a call with uh, Tan. It sounds like you're in my pocket. Tan, I'm assuming you have it so that you're not receiving any sound through your comlink. Right. And I will just, you know, like make sure it's in my pocket and, and sort of muffled and we'll talk over it. Sure. And I'll just say, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Shamash, the, we, we've got to get you back. Uh, once we get you back to the hotel, we'll radio the others. We'll make sure uh, you're safe. Your safety, I, I know this mission is important, but we have to keep you safe during it. I appreciate the concern, but I've been operating here for some time, and you're just as wanted as I am. It's just as likely they're after you. I understand, but uh, they did not look like they were interested in Elkiri and I. As, uh, as you describe the person more and more who you saw, uh, and you're getting closer to the hotel, uh, Shamash seems to relax a little more as he seems to think, like, the person you're describing 
wasn't a threat. Uh, and like you get like nearby the hotel and he stops you for a second and he goes, Ms. Mabok, I understand you're a little out of your depth here uh, in a place such as this. I believe you may be overreacting. I do not believe there was anyone following me or threatening me. I do appreciate the concern. And now at this point, we're far enough away. We might as well retire into the hotel and wait for Elkiri to respond. Look, if I was overreacting, we've wasted a couple of minutes. But if I wasn't, it could have been catastrophic. You are entirely correct. Better safe than sorry. Uh, and he more calmly, like, accompanies you into the uh, hotel. And Oko, you hear the whole conversation. Master Sorel. Yes, Oko? It appears Master Tan believes someone has found Master Bell, but it appears nothing came of it. She called you? She contacted me, correct. Well, if nothing came of it, I suppose we'll keep an eye out on our way back. I suspect she would have only contacted me in the event of an emergency. Perhaps we should make more haste. Of course. Okay, and you guys begin heading back towards the hotel, or...? Yes, but while we're on our way, Oko, can you scan my ID and just tell me what comes up? (laughs) Certainly. Uh, Yeah, you you take his ID card, you slot it into, uh, into like a little slit that opens up in your chest... You get a readout of Rin Grassen, uh, Imperial Revenue Service. You scan over it a little bit, uh, and the first thing that hits your mind is that the Tosh, known as Cop, was being very polite when he said, quite the resume. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty slim resume um, uh, showing that like he hasn't had the most blossoming career as an, uh, as an Imperial Revenue agent. It appears you have received several disciplinary actions. Ah, I... Take the ID back. However, congratulations on Employee of the Month four years and seven months ago. <laughs> Thank you, Oko. <laughs> we head back to the hotel. Okay. Meanwhile, in the uh, museum, uh, El Kiri, you're walking around with Justicar Okia. She's been uh, uh, taking you to various statues and, uh, and murals and paintings and uh, telling you of their history and, and the significance between, uh, of the artist in question. Almost all of them are local artists. It seems because the tar literally don't work at all um, unless like absolutely necessary. They're like art and culture has like blossomed greatly. Like the, the artwork of, of tar painters and sculptors is, is renowned around the galaxy for those that, uh, that have acute tastes. Uh, for a little while, um, I definitely listened to her go on and, and, you know, what she's most proud of um, and, and all that and legitimately enjoy the art. And then eventually I'll turn the conversation to what I really would like to talk about, which is um, the Tosh. I, I have to say all of this is prodigious and terribly beautiful. You are so lucky as a people to be able to produce these works, uh, Justicar. Uh, the two of you are um, looking at a mural uh, where um, some mythological figure in uh, Tarvonian culture is being held up by a couple Tosh. And uh, uh, she, you know, soaks in the, the image and, and, and goes... Yes, it's it's a shame uh, other planets can't quite match Tarvo's beauty. Yes, your natural resources are by far the most important thing on this planet. I'm frankly astounded that you've been able to uh, 
retain control over them. What with so many of them versus you. Oh, you're speaking of the Tosh. Of course. It is, in fact, your most invaluable resource. The reason that you are, in fact, potentially opening it up to trade. Yes, well, they have been invaluable to the growth of Tarvo, the, to be sure. However, uh, if, it, if it weren't for the protection and guidance of the Tar, the Tosh would have been extinct eons ago. I can only hope that they can continue to flourish outside of our watchful gaze. Yes, I think that's incredibly brave to let them off-world like that. You know what happened with the Twi'leks, right? Uh, she raises an eyebrow and, and goes, I'm not quite sure I take your meaning. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you might be more well-versed in the politics of, uh, of the galaxy. Um, the the Twi'leks are, are now in open revolt. It seems once they were subjugated and, and sent off Ryloth, they, in fact, got ideas. Some of them were set free. They came home and started a insurrection against the Empire. Terrible. So many of their benefactors were slain. Yes, well, that's what happens when you subjugate a sentient race. The Tosh are, are simple creatures, almost purpose-designed to, uh, to serve. They're simply incapable of, of the level of reasoning achievable by most sentient races. Well, that may be true, but even a dog will go feral if in the right situation. Only a poorly bred one. Of course here, but once you send them off world, who's to say that they won't be bred naturally? And then the gene pool is diluted. That training that you've so ingrained in them will be, well, undone. And then they could come back here. I think it's brave. Of course, on Orto Plutonia, they won't have the, uh, that opportunity. We plan on only buying a single gender. But others, I mean, who's to say that a hut wouldn't buy some? And, well, you know about the huts. At, at this point, uh, I could see a role for either charm, coercion, or really deception, depending on uh, what exactly you you feel like you're you're doing in this particular moment. It's kind of a blend of all three, so whichever one you want to roll. I'm trying to charm her into being a better person by accident. <laughs> okay. It will be a hard opposed charm check with two challenge dice. And there will be a setback because she's pretty ingrained in her ways, um, but you will have a boost because you made some very good points. Uh, so I get to add two boosts because of my Arbiter tree, and I get to delete that setback because I'm awesome and I'm nobody's fool. Okay. <laughs> oh, also, I'm congenial, so I get to downgrade the difficulty of this check as well. All right. And I'm going to use the influence power drill string curse. Again, not to manipulate her thoughts, but to just kind of make yourself supernaturally charming, right? Of course. Okay. So that will be a combined force power check. And you can go ahead and roll. So that's two successes and five advantages. She sits there in silence for a second, nodding, kind of looking at the art. But you see that she, you can like just glancing at her. You can see she's like thinking through what, what you've said. And she goes, hmm, I guess I've never thought of it like that. You do bring up a good point. I mean, I was already a little nervous about the idea of other people getting uh, control over the Tosh. But I... I hadn't quite realized what kind of implications that might have. Well, when 
when you're mostly world bound, of course, you would only think on a planetary sphere, but you know, there's no holds barred without real control over your products. Of course, we are in fact desperate to replace our uh, Twi'lek population. As you can see, they're absolutely worthless. But uh, I guess we'll just have to use the natives. She sits there and goes, you seem to be speaking out against your own interests here, uh, Ms. Fess. Oh, hardly. Pantora and its denizens are highly capable and very intelligent. And also, we know that what it really takes in trade is partial mine ownership. It wouldn't really be sending them off world if you owned part of it. It's other people that I think you should watch out for. In fact, an exclusive contract would probably be the only way to ensure the high quality of your merchandise. I could put in a word with the magistrate, see if I can secure Pantora with the singular contract. I would appreciate that. Of course, I don't think it will come to anything since I've heard that there's already a deal with the Imperials. That's why their agent is here. They wouldn't send anyone for a bidding war. That's not how the Empire works. Did you think that that was how it worked? So she looks a little a little taken aback and goes, An Imperial agent? Wh- why, whatever do you mean? Tarvo has, has always been... Uh, uh, independent, existing outside of the trappings of whatever government uh, controls the core worlds. Well, my little birds say that uh, this imperial agent is a representative of the biggest market there is for slaves. And Jaco seems to uh, be all set to take those profits and run them for himself. That's why I came to you, honestly. It was a little bit of subterfuge, but... I knew that you were highly capable, and you could be brought to see the truth about Jaco and his, dare I say, borderline corrupt deals. She sits there thinking on it for a second longer, takes a sip of her champagne to buy herself some time, uh, and then she goes, this imperial agent you think is working amongst the buyers, do you have a name? Of course I do. Well, uh, perhaps I can... uh, Perhaps I know something. I can help you with your cause. I surely don't want Tarvo to be doing business with the Imperials. And in fact, if what I've heard of the Imperial labor camps is true, our Tosh are not suited for such things. They would be hurt. It would be, it would be inhumane. So go, go on. Tell me, who, who's this agent? A name won't do you any good. I've heard that uh, Jaco has him in in a safe place uh, where he can be comfortable and discreet until until the bidding begins. Uh, but his name is, I believe, Andromius. Ah, uh, yes, I do believe I met him, Rafe Andromius. Yes. Yes, I believe that's correct. I kn- I knew there was something strange about him. He was a bit more stilted than most. Uh, he definitely spoke with the Justicars and the Magistrate in, in a tone that I found quite deplorable. Seems like an Imperial agent, now that you come uh, come to make me think of it. Well, perhaps I can change Jaco's mind on such a thing. It's, this is not the right course of action for Tarvo. Surely we can find a better buyer, a more, and she gestures to you, humane and understanding buyer. Well, I'd be quite pleased with that, but I would be careful. He came here under the guise of not being an Imperial intelligence agent, which I believe he is. And 
there's no more dangerous person in the galaxy than that breed of Imperial. Well, then I shall have to tread lightly. I appreciate the information you've shared today. I believe we're going to be good friends in the future. Oh, I hope so. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to peruse the art a little longer. Uh, but if should you need to contact me, I'm staying in Shamash's suite at the Emerald Vista. Ooh, be careful with that one, darling. He uh, carries himself a little too confidently for my tastes. That's what the Twi'lek is for. She smiles and nods and goes, Well, I have some business I'm going to need to take care of before this fundraiser in a couple days. I hope to see you again soon. Until we meet again. And the two of you part ways. Oko, you've had some time to look through the, the data you got from COPS Terminal. And what you're able to find is that some of the transaction records have been tampered with. You have the whole walk, like walk back to the uh, to the hotel to kind of scrub away the uh, tampered bits, and you can see that money has been being extracted, uh, almost like doubling the amount of money. Like every ter- every transaction has a mirrored amount of money that is put into uh, into a separate that is transferred to a separate device. Looking through this, you would you would determine that this uh, that this device. Uh, isn't on site at the facility. Uh, and what you would probably assume based on the information you have is that uh, Magistrate Jaco must be siphoning the credits into some kind of device, whether it be a cred stick or something else, uh, some kind of vault that he's bringing to the facility, putting the money on it, and then leaving with the money. Your suspicions are correct, Master Sorrell. Magistrate Jaco seems to be embezzling funds. That tracks with what we know of the man. Unfortunately, the data you have doesn't fully implicate Jaco. It simply means that somebody is stealing money. If we can locate this illicit account, we may be able to incriminate him. I suspect he keeps it in his residence, which we have a reason to be at in a few days. Perhaps we'll slip away during the party and locate this device and get us the proof we need. As always, a wise plan, Master Jedi. Oko and Jaxmar, you guys return to the... uh, You make it back to the hotel... Elkiri, you are not too far behind. Tan, what have uh, you and Shamash been getting up to? So I make a show of like checking the room for bugs, um, peering out the window, kind of playing up the, the paranoia a bit. Yeah, he um, makes himself a drink. <laughs> meanwhile, uh, I just want to make sure he doesn't really like touch his comlink. He, he makes himself a drink. He also makes you a drink as well. And at one point comes up to you and goes, relax, we are okay. I know how to cover my tracks. And he uh, hands you a glass. Did he make it in front of me? Yeah, yeah. You you were able to watch. If you, I'm not going to make you roll for it. You are pretty sure he didn't like spike the drink with anything. Uh, thanks. I will mime taking a sip, but not. Sure. Uh, he, he takes a drink and he goes, Your friends will be returning shortly. We'll see what progress they were able to make. And we will determine our next course of action. We are fine. Things are going well, Tan. Look... I, I know you think we're the ones that are in danger here, but I really think it's your neck on the line. So I want to make sure that your head stays attached to your body. I would like that too very much. And I appreciate the concern. Just try to relax. We're safe here. Uh, as soon as uh, Oko and Jack Samar get back, I want to kind of usher Oko inside and halt Jaxamar in the hallway and, and step outside with the door like mostly closed. Okay. You you do so and um 
Uh, Shamash looks up to you, Oko, and goes, Well, how did it go? Do you omit anything? Um, no, probably full report. Yeah. All right. So you, you are effectively distracting him by giving him a full report while Tan and Jaxamar um, talk out in the hall. What's the problem, Tan? Uh, Sorel, I, I think we have another Centauri situation on our hands. Um, and I'll reference uh, a point at which uh, we went on a mission and uh, we, someone we trusted was a double agent. Where's Elkiri? Uh, she's, she was finishing up at the gallery last I saw. Uh, we needed to get back here urgently. She should be on her way, I imagine. Okay. I think we should check all radio communications. Of course. Your call earlier makes sense now. Is this a gut feeling, or do you have proof? I don't mean to disbelieve you. I'm just trying to get a read on the situation. It's more than a gut feeling. Okay. We proceed with caution. And then we go inside so as to not be weird. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you guys return as Oko is finishing giving... Uh... So yes, a measured success, Master Bell. Good news, uh, Bell. It, it sounds like uh, Oko and Sorel weren't followed. He nods and then... Uh... The hallway's secure. <laughs> <laughs> he nods again and goes, Thank you again for your concern, Miss Mobok. Please, please. I, I do believe there's been a bit of an overreaction. And he kind of gives like a, a recounting to Jack Smar of his perception of the events, which was things were going well. He went away. Tan uh, approached him in quite a, uh, quite a panic. And uh, upon like hearing more of what she heard, he's pretty sure that she's a little out of her depth. Around the time he's finishing like his recounting, El Curie uh, does return to the hotel. I will make a show of checking the hallway again. <laughs> Were you followed? Uh, n- no. Was I followed? Good. Good. Come inside quick. Oh, okay. Are we, was there, is, is there something wrong? Tan believes that we've been compromised, that someone was following me. Uh, was someone following you? I'm fairly certain that they were not. Uh, Elkiri, it's, it's just like that mission on Centauri. Oh. You know, where we were made and we had no idea. But I think I caught them. Good. So we can look out for them in the future. Uh, keep a close eye. Yeah, I don't think they followed us back here, at least. So we're, we should be good for now. Okay. Well, my talk went very well. I might have accidentally secured Pantora exclusive rights to the Tosh, but I think we can walk that one back. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Oko. So I think that there is at least a growing rift. You, you explain a little more in a little more detail uh, how it went down. Shamash nods and goes, it definitely would have Okia on the back foot. The one, uh, the one piece that is missing is, of course, her being willing to remove Magistrate Jaco from office with the full knowledge that if she does, it's quite likely that Justicar Moshana will take his place and then the Tosh will be liberated. Of course. However, I think we can take the victories where we can. Changing someone's mind in one conversation about something that is so firmly held is not a long-term solution. It, it won't keep. You have to make small steps. You've planted the seeds of doubt in her mind, and if we can secure Jaco's funds, he's using to bribe them, there will be considerably less incentive for her to maintain her previous thoughts. 
true, and we can more secure Jessica Moshana's rise to magistrate simply if we can get Varal to turn. Um, they only need a majority vote to put one of the Justicars into the magistrate's office after the unanimous vote to replace the magistrate. Well, then I think we've had a very successful day for today. It certainly seems that way. I suggest we all relax, he says, looking, <laughs> uh, looking towards Tan. Soak in some of the amenities of the, of the hotel we are staying at and prepare for the party tomorrow. Perhaps you can have another chance to speak with Okia. I'm sure she'll reach out to you, given what you've told me. Yes, I believe that she will. And I believe that I, I've, I've established uh, what kind of investor I might be. So hopefully uh, she'll think I'm persuasive. Well, then I need to update Jessica Moshana on our progress so far. She is aware that you are here assisting me in our, in our task. Communication with her must be limited and at an arm's length. To lend credibility to myself in Jaco's eyes, Moshana publicly despises me. Uh, but she must uh, be made aware of the progress we've made. So if you'll excuse me, and he goes out to the balcony to make a phone call. Oko, um, you mind giving us an ear? Certainly. Can I attempt to flip a destiny point to open my scanning frequency beyond its limits in an attempt to eavesdrop on this comlink call? Yeah, I'll let you flip a destiny point for that. Uh, you activate your scanner and um, uh, alter its functions just a little bit in order to allow it to like really, really pick up like very subtle, like difficult to hear audio cues. As the windows of this uh, of this suite are soundproof, but you do get a muffled recording of his end of the conversation, in which he says, "Jessica Moshana, I felt I I was overdue for a report." Yes. There's a team here from the Hydean Underground that has been working with me. Yes. They have been quite resourceful in, uh, in securing leads on how to turn Justicar's Okia and Varal to our favor. I do believe we can get things sorted before the fundraiser. Yes. Agreed. I will give you more updates as we progress. Yes. The names they are using are... Elafess, Rin Grassen, Gida Savron, and one of them is a droid. <laughs> uh, quite an eccentric build, I might add. Yes. Uh, and then he kind of just gives her like a full-on uh, report of everything that's happened. Nothing, nothing beyond, beyond that. He just walks through like, you know, El Kiri met with uh, Justicar Okia, did this legwork. You guys tapped into his finances and so on and so forth. As he starts doing that, I will strike up unimportant conversation about ship maintenance or amenities or something so we're not just sitting there listening intently. Sure. <laughs> I will pour out this drink he gave me and pour myself a new drink. Sure. Yeah, and the conversation ends after a bit. Transmissions is ending. Act natural. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in. Everyone is acting natural except for Oko, who's just kind of like floating there, like chuckling at a joke that no one made. Haha. <laughs> 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 well, she's pleased that uh, that I've been receiving help. We were a little worried about that I wouldn't be able to make the appropriate or make the appropriate steps before the fundraiser began. Uh, it's quite fortuitous that the four of you have come to Tarvo. Now I say we rest and pick up tomorrow and see what we can achieve. And you guys do that before we rest. Elkiri, a word. 
yes, master? Let me step out onto the balcony. Sure. I have to apologize to you. In gaining access to the breeding facility, I procured a favor from Pep. My play was foolish, and he has added it to your debt. Oh, um, were you successful? Yes. Then perhaps it's worth it. Pep isn't so bad. I apologize if my actions have damaged your relationship with him. I'll be sure to check in with him soonish, but not so soon as we interrupt his vacation. He seemed particularly disturbed by that. <laughs> he is certainly a man who prefers his privacy. You're also due congratulations. You did well today on your own. Thank you, Master. It's from what you taught me. That's kind of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Master Tan, he is apologizing, and she accepts. <laughs> what? No, Oko, close. <laughs> Thanks, Oko. Um, yeah, uh, the night goes relatively uh, without uh, any event, unless you guys get up to any shenanigans. And uh, the next day, there is breakfast waiting for you. Shamash is already awake. And uh, and he begins the briefing like almost immediately. He goes, uh, he does a, a quick recap of everything that you guys know so far. And then the additional information he gives you is on the other two Justicars who are more or less in Moshana's corner. Uh, as he begins giving the briefing, thinking back to what Oko said the other day, asking about whether Bell was a force user, I will open my senses to that in particular as he talks and just keep my feelings outstretched for waves in the force from him. Okay. So he runs He runs through what you already know. Justicar Moshana is the public leader of the abolitionist political movement in Tarvo. Okia and Viral are under are being bribed by Jaco so as not to uh, allow a unanimous vote against him to get him out of the magistrate office. There is Justicar Ganti, who is an abolitionist and staunch supporter of Moshana. And then there is Justicar Suma, who is an abolitionist sympathizer. As far as Shamash knows, Justicar Suma feels like the Tosh may be inherently prone to servitude and unintelligent, but ultimately feels like they should be able to choose what life they, uh, what life they live uh, within reason and be compensated for their work. So still, you know, racist, but ultimately supporting the liberation of the Tosh. And then uh, he gives you a, a little bit more information on what he's been able to dig up on Imperial Intelligence Agent Rafe Andromius. To go into more detail, as far as I can tell, the Empire's interest in Tarvo uh, is simply for loyalty and partnership. The Empire, from what I understand, would like to avoid open conflict with Tarvo. They know that, if th that the planet will lose all value if it loses its tourist appeal, which open warfare with the Empire will do. As far as I can tell, Andromius is, uh, is here to foster that relationship through the purchasing of Jacob's slaves. It is a nice, peaceful, quiet way to pull Tarvo into the Empire proper. And that's, uh, that's pretty much all he kind of has uh, as far as um, additional information besides just a recap. And he says, so, you four have been successful thus far. What do you think, we should, be, uh, what do you think should be our goal for today? Is the party tonight? It will be tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. Master Bell, how long after this fundraiser before the Justicars vote on Magistrate Jaco's fitness. Moshana's hope is to, is to remove Jaco from office before he can secure a deal with another planet. Tarvo 
is almost a planet-wide business, and they stand by the deals they strike. Moshana may be able to roll back his edicts uh, regarding the selling of slaves to off-worlders if he hasn't secured a contract. If he succeeds in his, in his plans on getting striking an official deal, uh, his edict will mostly be set in stone. Uh, Tavo is renowned for its business integrity. So this fundraiser needs to fail. Yes. Moshana hopes to remove Jaco from office before the fundraiser reaches completion. Much of our plan for turning a Viral relies on us finding the funds embezzled from Jaco's breeding facility. Presumably they are within his residence. You mentioned it being difficult to get inside outside of the fundraiser, but perhaps we could scout the location, look for weaknesses, prepare ourselves for the event tomorrow night so we have as much information at hand to take opportunity of. I myself do not have the authority to give you access to the, to the Justicar's levels of, the, of that hotel. Um, however, I can give you what I do know. I have been there. Uh, if you'd like to spend some time, I can, I can show you what I know. Perhaps we can put together a map of sorts. Absolutely. Elkiri, do you believe your new friendship with Okia could perhaps gain us access? Perhaps. I should probably go check my messages um, At the Emerald Vista, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, to see if she's left me any. Unfortunately, we didn't exchange contact information other than where I was staying. So I, I suppose I'll go do that, and maybe we'll have more information then. Is Justicar Moshana aware of our efforts? Could she perhaps grant us entry? Yes, but publicly I am much hated by her. And due to Elkiri being presented as an expansionist, uh, she also would be no friend to you. I don't believe we can rely on her to give us access unless she was going to do so subtly, and that could get her into trouble. Open invitation is the best way to go. Elkiri, you go to the Emerald Vista? I do. Uh, you do find that you have a message from Justicar Okia inviting you to, uh, to meet her for a midday meal. Uh, to discuss business prospects. Of course. We'll go do that. Would anyone like to come with me? I could go um, in guise as your servant again for, to keep up appearances. If it's not too much trouble, these restaurants are so teeming with interesting races from all across the galaxy. I would very much like to observe. Oh, um, yes, of course. Uh, you can come along as Tan's escort so she doesn't run off again. Are you likely to run off, Master Tan? <laughs> well, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I will I keep close watch on her, Master Elkiri. <laughs> I'll stay here with Belle and study this map. Okay. So, uh, Jaxamar, uh, spending the afternoon discussing, like, plans with Shamash and his knowledge of the area, kind of getting the lay of the land. In order to, in order to come up with the best plan of action uh, and give yourself some boosts effectively uh, when the time comes for you to take action, um, it's going to be an average streetwise check. Uh, and you can, uh, you can have a boost. No successes, but four advantages. Okay, so... It feels like with your limited or with your, the limited information that you're able to put together from what Shamash knows and the and the map that you kind of put together, you can't really come up with what is definitively like the best route and the best plan of action. Uh, and you ultimately come to the conclusion that you're just gonna kind of have to wing it when you get to this gala. <laughs> 
as we are going over this map, I would like to surreptitiously slip into the conversation questions about plans or suggestions of ways around obstacles that would only work to someone with the ability to use the force without insinuating that I can do that to perhaps bait him into revealing something. Okay. It will be an opposed deception check. It'll be hard with two challenge dice. I'm going to flip a destiny point to upgrade my check. All right. Three successes and two threat. Okay. So uh, you make certain suggestions, certain ideas, and he always will come back with like a, oh, no, that's much too high. You you wouldn't be able to reach there. You'll have to go around this way. Uh, And then like a little bit later be like, there's not good line of sight right there. If if I were to be there, I would have no way of knowing whether guards are coming or not. Uh, And so on and so forth. Um, And you get the idea that he is, at least as far as you can tell, he's genuinely like opposed to anything that would, uh, any plan that would, that would require him to use the force. Uh, and you get like the genuine, like feeling like this guy's probably not a force user. He's a very, very capable, uh, operative, but probably not a force user. However, you do also get the sense that you're like a couple times. You're like, he like gives you a look when you suggest something goes like almost as if it's like, why are you bringing up another thing? That's like physically impossible unless you use the force <laughs> and you feel like you're not hundred percent sure, but you may have tipped your hand just enough that like he might be a little suspicious of you. You've seen the look before. Sure. Uh, he, you, you definitely haven't done anything so glaringly bad as to be like, oh, I can jump it or like, oh no, El Curie can just convince the guards like those kind of things. Like you haven't, you didn't overtly give yourself up as a Jedi, but you feel like he might be beginning to suspect that you are potentially force sensitive at least. It's worth being sure that he's not. Elkiri, Tan, and Oko, you uh, exit the elevator into an upper balcony restaurant that exclusively serves to guests and tar. It's luxurious, beautiful, vaulted, uh, golden-laid ceilings, amazing archways giving uh, an open-air feel to the interior part, and a large, spacious balcony uh, with... uh, tables that gives a beautiful view of the city and at one of the tables uh in the private section is Justicar okia waiting for you before we get over there on our way up i'll turn to elkiri elkiri uh i think it would be wise of us to figure out a way to to contact rashala to see if moshana sh- should know what she knows and i don't know maybe pep to see if moshana is who she says she is who Bell says she is. Well, the only way to do that securely is from the exhibitor, which we could do. I'm a little afraid that they would, they could intercept those transmissions if they, if we sent them from the ship while it's inside the hotel. I don't have a better plan in how to contact her. Um, I could certainly contact Pep if we need to. I think there's a a lot that we don't know right now, and we need to know what we're going into. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe after this meeting, we'll we'll try and figure that out. The last thing we want is to be outed, especially if he's actually turned against us like you think, which I'm not really necessarily opposed to that idea. He's he's very good at being inscrutable. Master Ten, look, Rodians. And the Keldor from before. 
<laughs> That's a weak way and a bothan. Yes, Oko. I'm glad to see you're excited. So many organics. How do they serve them all? They have quite a large bar, I'm sure. Perhaps it is best you do not investigate that, Master Tan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tasked with keeping an eye on you. <laughs> Oko, you know that that's a farce, right? I do not understand. You are not... You don't actually have to keep an eye on me. Oko hovers away. Just leaves to go look at more aliens then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oko, Oko starts walking around, uh, going around, like, hovers up, like, nearby the bar and just watches people talking and then, like, randomly, like, will move along, like, the around the tables just watching, like, seeing how the different alien races eat. <laughs> Where are they going? Uh, to look at some Bothans, I think. I don't know. Oh. Do you need me to call him back? No, no, that's fine. Good. Okay. <laughs> Ithorians feed both mouths at once. Fascinating. <laughs> I'll head over to uh, the the table uh, where Okia is sitting. Uh, she stands up. Uh, she goes, Ayla, darling. And she steps up, walks up to you, uh, puts her, uh, hovers her hands like just above your shoulders. Uh, and moves her head onto either side of your heads as if to be kissing, as if to kiss your cheek, though she doesn't. And I do the same. Uh, and she says, please have a seat, uh, and help yourself to, uh, to anything in my spread. Um, and she raises her hand and a, and a Tosh server comes over and she goes, a drink for my friend, please. And he turns to you and goes, welcome. What may I get you? I order the same drink that Okia has. Okay. And he goes right away, madame. And uh, bows to you and the Justicar and then walks off. And she goes, I did a little bit of poking around and I do believe your, your sources are correct. Andromius does appear to be an Imperial agent. I can't believe Jaco would be willing to get in bed with the Empire like that. Yes, and in fact, uh, I was contacted by some of... Actually, I reached out to others on Pantora, and they're staunchly opposed to dealing with anyone who deals with the Empire. It's sort of the thing that we hold most dear. Well, then, perhaps we should give Jaco a piece of our mind. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can see she's actually a little tipsy, <laughs> and she reaches over to the hollow projector in the middle of the table and presses like the button on the hologram, and it lights up with uh, the image of... Magistrate Jaco, uh, as far as you know, uh, it is a male tar, silver skin, uh, hairless, probably a, a little less than average human height. Um, he's wearing large, luxurious, high collared robes. And uh, he turns and goes, Just a car, Okia. To what do I owe the pleasure? She says, Magistrate, I've heard the most interesting thing from a dear friend of mine, long friend, the illustrious Ayla Fess from Pantora. I do believe we have an imperial agent who has snuck underneath your nose. He, he raises his eyebrows and goes, I don't know what you mean. Please. I am, a, I am very busy. If you, if you have something to say, say it. And she goes, uh, Rafe Andromius is an imperial intelligence agent who's been cozying up to you in order to secure a relationship between Tarvo and the Empire, and I think you knew about it. And he he looks uh, he looks at her, kind of sizes her up, you know, getting like seeing her take a big swig of her drink, 
And uh, he turns to you and goes, Ms. Fess, was it? Yes. From where are you bringing such baseless accusations? I have many friends across many worlds, sir. And this data has, in fact, been confirmed from multiple sources. If you didn't know, I, I think that speaks to your competence. And the only thing to do would to be to send them away uh, immediately. Forcible removal from legitimate guests of Tarvo is not so easily done. Or perhaps just from the guest list, then. Don't you think, Okia? I do. I've done some looking around myself, Jayco, and I concur with what she's found. He arrived here on Tarvo in a vehicle purchased by the Empire. And honestly, I think simply under the suspicion of being an Imperial agent, we should remove him. Uh, Jayco like, looks weary at the thought and says, there's no harm in him attending the, attending the party. I can always just say no to his offer. And uh, Okia goes, that's if you're, if you're not already, already planning on just saying yes to whatever he says. How do I know you're not receiving your funding from the Empire? Yes, in fact, it's, uh, there's also more fairly substantiated rumors that uh, you're in desperate need of funding and and things like trade in kind wouldn't suit you, sir. In need of funding, I think not. I run the most successful breeding company on the planet of Tarvo. Okia, will you be able to rest more easily knowing that Andromius's invitation is invalidated for tomorrow's event? I could arrange that. His attendance means that little to me. Oh, so you are saying it's a foregone conclusion then? So it doesn't matter if he shows up because you've already decided to sign with him. See, I told you, Okia. Uh, yeah, you can roll pretty much any social stat except for maybe coercion because you're not necessarily coercing her; you're you're guiding her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could be you could roll deception, charm, or even negotiation at this point. Okay, I'm gonna use my influence uh, to just give it a little plus. Sure. Um, and then what, what's the difficulty? It's, uh, it's an opposed charm check, hard with a challenge die, and, and uh, that setback, what with her being ingrained in her ways. However, you do get two boost dice due to your previous performance and the fact that she has, uh, she's gathered information that like, leads her to very much agree with what you're saying. Uh, I'm nobody's fool, so I uh, don't have that setback. And then also, uh, I'm congenial, so I downgrade the difficulty. Okay. Four successes and two advantages. Uh, he stammers. He goes, well, I, I did not say that. And she goes, you may as well have shame on you, Jayco. And he snaps at her and goes... Need I remind you how well my business has fared for your personal endeavors, Okia? How's that lunch treating you? That that fanciful spread you have? And she goes, no one talks to me like that. I am a Justicar of Tarvo. Uh, I'm not some tosh you can just push around, Jayco. Uh, and I think you do well to remember that. And she hangs up. And like smiles and, and like looks at you, uh, and she goes, "That felt good." <laughs> As it should have. He doesn't respect you for the brave, intelligent, amazing woman you are. In fact, I think that he doesn't respect any of you, Justicars, or the office itself. How dare he? And she goes, 
I'm going to have to have a word with some of the other Justicars about him. He's gone too far if, if, he's, uh, if he's willing to open, uh, openly trade with the, with the Empire like that. It's traitorous. A betrayal. They, they have nothing to offer Tarvo. The security they, they claim for is more control than anything else. Precisely. You're so right. <laughs> and you know what? Let's not think about him right now. Let's have lunch. <laughs> yes, let's. And, uh, and you continue to have lunch with Justicar Okia. Eventually, um, there's a bit, of an, uh, a bit of an embarrassing altercation that you probably would have to use to excuse yourself in the sense that there's, uh, Atosh comes over and is like, many, many uh, apologies, uh, milady. Uh, speaking directly to you, Elkiri, mm-hmm. um, there have been some complaints from guests about the behavior of your droid. <sighs> I am so sorry, Okia. I'll have to take them for maintenance. It seems that my Twi'lek couldn't even keep a droid under control. Uh, she leans back and goes, "You may need uh, me to may need a better servant. If I can, if I can uh, arrange this contract with Pantora, I'll make sure you get one of the finest Tosh we have to offer." Oh, you are so good to me. Goodbye, my darling, for now. And she stands up and uh, doesn't kiss you on either side of the cheek, and uh, and then you exit with excuse me, Oko and Tan. It's such a peculiar shade of green, Master Rodian. Is it something you eat? <laughs> Someone please! <laughs> Come on, Oko. Let's go. Enjoy your meal. Sorry. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to enjoy my vacation. Um, and we'll return to uh, our suite at the Sanctum. Okay. Um, on the way over, I'll call Pep. Uh, you hold out the hollow projector in your hand, um, and... Uh, the image of Pep Dantor appears uh, as you're walking. He looks just slightly agitated, uh, and he goes, I don't know why I didn't think that my vacation was over the moment I saw you. <laughs> How can I be of service, Elkiri, darling? Sorry. It seems apologies are due from my end as well, Pep. Thank you for being so patient with my master. Uh, he's less subtle and gracious than uh, than you deserve. At first glance, I would have thought you were the master and he was the Padawan, given his brashness. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. And again, I am so sorry. Well, uh, and he, he seems to like set something down. If I'm going to be helping you, I'm going to be helping you. It's a pleasure to be speaking with someone with some business sense. I assume you need some assistance. Also, unfortunately, yes. Not just a social call. It seems we've gotten embroiled in the politics here on Tarvo, and uh, I would love a little bit of extra information on some of the more prominent players and what they're really doing behind the scenes. Uh, Stepping into this spider's web has been treacherous at best. Politics on Tarvo, you should have called me sooner. They do a wondrous job of hiding the politics from the guests and and the public eye. But if you know where to look, uh, you can find just as much skullduggery as you would on Coruscant. You came to the right place, Elkiri, darling. I can surely do that for you. Are we going to be dealing in trade as per usual? He's offering you five more obligation. Yes, I believe so. He goes, then I shall, I shall get right to it. Anyone in particular you'd like me to look at or just a wide sweeping array of the entire planet? Well, uh, Moshana is a, of a keen interest to me as well as uh, a man by the name of Shamash Bell. 
uh, it seems he's in the same path as I am and seems a formidable force. Uh, well, I can, um, I can certainly get you information on Moshana rather, rather quickly. Uh, she's, she's a much more public figure than this man I've never heard of, but I will, I will do what I can for you as I always do. Elkiri dear. Thank you so much, Pep. And teach your so-called master some manners, will you? I will continue to forward that endeavor. And uh, he ends the call, and you return to the Sanctum Hotel, nice and full from lunch. At least you are, Elkiri. Uh, and all of you reconvene back in the um, uh, in the hotel suite, and basically as a team are able to uh, catch up with what... Jaxamar and Shamash have been able to do game plan wise. Uh, and then you're able to let them know uh, about the rift you've driven uh, in between Okia and uh, Jayco and Shamash uh, at the end of it, like the sun's starting to set after everyone's caught up and you guys kind of have like a relative plan going in and Shamash stands up and says, well, we have a long day ahead of us tomorrow uh, and there's still work to be done. So I suggest we all rest and perhaps after tomorrow, Tava will be a better place in the galaxy. And that's where we'll end our session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by the Walt Disney Company, Lucasfilm Limited, their subsidiaries, or sister companies, or any Star Wars license holder and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Go to the official Star Wars website, www.starwars.com, for more information. The Edge of the Empire... Age of Rebellion, and Forced in Destiny role-playing games are trademarked properties of Fantasy Flight Games, Incorporated. All rights reserved. For more information, go to www.fantasyflightgames.com slash en slash Star Wars RPG.